Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, I'm happy to have him for the first time ever, Stephen McCauley. He's CEO of Empire Clinics, trades on the CSE, under the stock symbol, CBDT, fantastic stock symbol, newly on the OTCQB for our friends in the U.S. under EPWCF, and for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under 8EC. Now, for those of you who knew the story, that's going to be a lot of you because the first time we're having Steve on. Who is in power? They're vertically integrated CBD life sciences company operating multi-state medical health and wellness clinics. So what does that mean in English? Because that's kind of the corporate jargon. Well, look at this. The company's already got 165,000 patients in their database, generating millions in revenue because they just added on about $4 million U.S. in analyzed revenue for 2019. 5 million for 2020. Their latest quarter, revenues were up 89%, and growth is gonna come from a launching a CBD extraction facility. The first, the first capacity there is gonna be 6,000 kilograms per year. Here to talk about the company, Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you, George, appreciate you having me on. Well, we, we love having you because I'm a big fan. I, don't, I haven't hit this on social media. I'm a big fan of this space. In terms of retail, I think that's where the next big wins are going to come. Let's talk about your operation. You've got 165,000 patients in your database. Canadian companies who, you know, who, have, who have faltered coming out of the gate would kill for that kind of number. How big of a competitive advantage is it for you to have 165,000 patients in your database? I think it's a tremendous advantage for us. It's one of the things that attracted me to this opportunity is having this direct access to patients uh, slash customers for the future. And, you know, the, the old Empowered Clinics Network, which was uh, Oregon State, Washington State originally, um, already had that uh, patient base of in excess of 100, uh, almost 120,000. When we acquired uh, the Sun Valley Clinics Group that we closed in May of this year, we added an additional 45,000 uh, patients. They, that group there were the, the dominant player in the state of Arizona by far. I think they certified uh, over 65,000 patients uh, in their history. So you put that group together, 165,000 patients and growing literally every single day. Um, we've got uh, so much opportunity with them, not just to have our recurring consultation revenue, but as we begin to diversify what a clinic uh, and ultimately our franchise model looks like across the United States and internationally, uh, we have this sort of competitive advantage because we have that ready-made group to go ahead and uh, market to, to generate much more diversified revenue in the future. And, and that's why I want to ask you, because if it was just, you know, health and wellness services, I mean, that'd be a nice business, but not necessarily exciting. And we are sitting in this medical marijuana cannabis, you know, world now. What are your plans for 
you know, increasing that that mix into medical cannabis and CBD for your customers because it's not as if they're going to you know turn on overnight. So you know, how do you get them in the clinic? They're getting their services, they're getting their health and wellness, and then you know, transferring them or transition to medical cannabis and CBD. Well, for us, you know, again, having that base as a starting point, you know, we have a ready-made, you know, uh, database of customers to begin to campaign to, to say, hey, by the way, historically, uh, you've come to us only for your medical marijuana card certification and some consultation related to the medical cannabis space. Um, we are now diversifying. We're diversifying in a couple of ways we are really doubling down on our product strategy. So what that means to us is actually building out retail uh, CBD and health and wellness product sales or kiosks or displays, however you want to refer to them, in every corporate clinic. And as part of our franchise model going forward, the franchisees are required to take on that product strategy out of the gate. So for us, it starts with, let's just start making it available. It's as simple as building some retail kiosk displays in our clinics, putting our own SKUs, our own CBD product line on the shelves and adding some complimentary uh, premium health and wellness products and letting our customers know it's available to purchase. Uh, from, go ahead. And I, I'm, presuming, I'm presuming too, you've got some data on this. It's not a case of let's put us from kiosk and hope George will buy. Have you got some numbers on you know, George comes into your clinic for health and wellness, but you know, how much is he, how much is George spending on these products outside of your store? Because you know, you're not yeah. up and running. So and this is, this is one of the key factors as, as we analyze this. So if you think of the model historically, uh, patient uh, comes in, visits with the doctor, gets his consultation, uh, gets qualified for his medical card in the particular state. They then leave the clinic and they go elsewhere and they spend $200. And then next month, they spend another $200 and so on and so forth. Historically, the business was getting no share of wallet whatsoever. So when we look at the data in the market, we value these patients at somewhere between $2,400 and $3,000 US per year, because that's what they're spending on these health and wellness products and particularly um, CBD-based you know, treatment options or, or products themselves. So to the extent that we can start to capture some of that share of wallet, our revenue model dramatically changes overall and it makes us a much more defensible business model going forward yeah and given the fact that i'm, I'm going to presume because i haven't been in one of your clinics they're in there in, in the south in, in the u.s on the, on the west coast but given the professionalism the environment the trust that you've already got from people walking just to get their consultations i don't know if it words your mouth but would it be difficult to start converting people to start you know getting their consultations and buying the product in the same place well, let, let me give you an example. And this is, you know, not uh, antidote. This is me, you know, down in Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, spending a few days in clinics um, as these first clinics were being built out with the preliminary retail counters. So we literally put, uh, I think we have 44 SKUs right now on display. Nicely uh, put together professional. And I was witnessing patients come in for their check-in uh, turn their heads and see the product display, and they literally just walk over. They, they weren't invited, they weren't pushed, they weren't sold, they just walked over because it was there and on display. And I witnessed people purchase product. Now, 
we have started our first outbound campaign. So we're very strong at text message outbound campaigns, email campaigns, and outbound telephone call center campaigns to our 165,000 patients. We do it each and every day to book their appointments for consultation, confirm their appointments for consultation, and just follow up with surveys. Hey, how was your visit? So we've got those systems in place already. What we're doing now is shifting that campaign strategy to, hey, by the way, we now have product available in clinics. When you come in for your consultation, be sure to ask about them. Oh, hey, here's your 15% coupon code for the month of August. Don't forget to ask about product. And then finally, by the way, at our new brand of Sun Valley Health under sunvalleyhealth.com, our CBD products are now available online and can be purchased you know, with your credit card um, simply from the comfort of your home on your laptop or on your mobile device. So you don't even have to come in. It's no longer that hey, Sun Valley Health is only about a consultation. Sun Valley Health locations are now full-fledged CBD and health and wellness stores as well. Steve, that's a perfect segue into because you keep talking about product. You're not carrying George's CBD brand and Bob's CBD brand. You're actually, because we talked about you being vertically integrated, you're starting to carry your own product. So what does that do for profitability, quality control, and confidence when you're actually – you know, trying to sell this to your, to your, to your patients. Yeah, this is, this is a great topic. And I think that um, the whole industry um, is going to need to pay attention to this. Uh, and ultimately the FDA is going to force the industry to pay attention to this. So, um, uh, so yes, we're vertically integrated. Let's, let's talk about our product. So we have two major lines, let's call it. We have uh, a product line called Solievo. Solievo is an Italian word that means relief. And it's just a, it's a brand that we own. Um, we're, we're doing more work in our trademarks and, uh, and, and how we brand, uh, take that to market on its own. But that product line started with um, our CBD uh, lotion. And we have a, a formulations for seven different types of tinctures. We have four of them manufactured and on the shelves right now and available online at our shop. Uh, the second thing that we have is the Sun Valley Science line of products. So they tend to be uh, gel caps and dissolvables that go under your tongue, uh, have a you know, variety of uh, CBD type uh, formulations for those as well. And they tend to be quite popular uh, in our clinics. Our tincture lines and our gel cap lines right now are proving to be the most popular sellers. And we put those alongside um, other premium health and wellness brands uh, that we're testing for uh, you, you know, what, what the consumer adoption will be. Uh, we also are uh, testing and looking at other third-party CBD products that could be complementary to ours, but we certainly do believe in our own formulations uh, and ultimately putting our own R&D and science behind those products. Now, the one thing that you, uh, I wanted to comment on that you asked is quality. We firmly believe in third-party testing on all our products. Um, we have a sort of a hashtag, which is, you know, what's in the bottle or what's in your bottle? Because this concept for the industry of what you portray on the label better be in that bottle in third-party test results. We make our test results publicly available. Um, we're so um, uh, sort of... And, and there's been some concern there, right, Steve? Uh, I, I know in Canada, I think... There's a report just recently, a few days ago, that said 
what what the label was telling people wasn't exactly what was inside the product at the end of the day. So that's yeah. going to start to become a concern that, that if you can nip that in the bud, then that's another huge competitive advantage because you're going to be able to tell people it's coming from us. Well, so it's, it's so true. I mean, the industry, you know, we're seeing, you know, other brands who are, are being affected by this already um, where, you know, they've had the FDA come in and obviously third party testing has taken place and, you know, what was portrayed uh, on the label or the, how the label described the product was just not within the guidelines. And, you know, you have the situation where uh, the dosage may be too low or the dosage may be actually too high based on what's described on the label. And, you know, that's just not going to fly going forward. The industry will have to be better than that. And, you know, we're a developing player in this space, but we take, you know, this product, uh, uh, the quality of the product and the representation of the product very, very seriously because to the extent that we start to get scale with our distribution through franchising and, and online, um, we better get it right now um, and make sure that we stand behind you know, our products with the real science and real research. And for people watching at home, you know, I can almost hear people saying, well, you know, what else would a CEO say at the end of the day? That's what they're supposed to say. But the difference, I'm going to just chime in with my two cents, which is, you know, the company's already got multiple clinics across multiple states. It's already got 165,000 patients in its database. You better, you, you can be damn sure that quality is a big deal for you because the entire business could collapse. You know, you're not a startup who's trying to sell as many bottles as they can and saying whatever you need to say because you just need to get out the gate. You've already got a big, vibrant, great business going, and you've got to make sure that quality, you don't run into those quality issues. So when Steve says something like that, I'm gonna say as a businessman, you know, this is just when you gotta read between the lines, you can bet uh, the company's on it. Let's switch gears, Steve, to growth, all right? Uh, your, 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 la your, last rev your last quarter that just came out a few days ago, 89% growth. That's a fantastic number. And even better when you consider only two months of growth from the acquisition were included. Um, let's talk about where you see growth coming from going forward, because I see it as your organic growth inside your store. And I think we've dealt with that. So we won't go over that. You've got your patients. You're calling them. You're email, texting, phoning, running products with them. Got it. But ones I'm really interested in, the first one is franchising. So you're not stopping here from the sounds of it. You're dominating, you know, you're on the West Coast. What are your franchising plans? Because you've already had your first franchise, franchisee application. Is this a nationwide thing or do you just focus regionally and, and move slowly? No, franchising for me is absolutely nationwide. And, and ultimately, I, I see it developing into international markets as well. Um, why franchising is so important to me under the Sun Valley Health brand. So we own our own corporate clinics. But I'm a believer in um, a growth strategy based on franchising because local franchisees know their market. And to the extent that we can get high quality franchisee applicants and ultimately uh, those that sign up, you know, we give them everything. I mean, this is a turnkey brand. We've got five years of developing these systems, these processes, technology, those campaign systems that I referred to you know, text message, email campaigns, uh, call center campaigns. We provide all of that for the franchisee. And in fact, we actually 
support them in those back office services. We call it a technology package uh, because we know how to do it already. Um, We give them a fully HIPAA compliant uh, uh, EHR system that, again, all of these technology facets, if a franchisee had to try to create those from scratch themselves, you're not talking weeks or months. It's going to take them years to get this stuff. uh, If ever. If If ever. If ever. So they, they get that out of the gate. They get the product strategy. They get the, the brand under Sun Valley Health and, and, and away they go. So franchising for me is a faster um, uh, capital light format for this public company to plant flags all over the country quickly. As opposed to, I'm not interested in trying to identify a single clinic in some obscure market to try to acquire. Um, it's, it's too painful, it's too slow, um, it's very difficult to audit uh, as a public company in the future. I would be potentially interested in a large group that maybe came along as a cluster or consolidations, similar to what we did with Sun Valley Clinics, uh, but there, there aren't very many of those around. And so we believe that this nationwide rollout in franchising is just a tremendous way to get impact in local markets and uh, expand our footprint and get access to patients around the country. So are you prepared, are you ready right now to take an application from, uh, from Maine to Miami, Florida, to Dallas, Texas? You, you, the product, this franchise model is ready to expand anywhere, anytime? Uh, so it is done. So uh, just the you know, franchise law is very strict. It's very prescribed how you operate in the United States. So you have to prepare uh, what's called an FDD, your franchise disclosure document. Your franchise company has to be audited each year. So after the Sun Valley closing, we immediately did our 2019 franchise audit. Sun Valley had already created the franchise program. What we were able to do through the public company is give them the extra capital needed to fully um, finish the 2019 franchise disclosure document with all the changes that we put in place, particularly around product and the brand. It's done. So right now, uh, and we attended our first franchise expo uh, last month in St. Louis. Next month, we are in the big Chicago franchise show, and we're doing another cannabis expo uh, in uh, September as well. So we are, uh, we now have received, I believe, four uh, signed franchise applications. We've distributed uh, our franchise disclosure document. We're in negotiations, discussions right now with prospective franchisees for these first markets. So to answer your question, we can receive applications from um, uh, all the states in uh, the country that are covered and available under national franchise law. And then there are a few states where you have to do an individual state by state application. And we've gone out to uh, those particular states right now, paid that application fee and are awaiting that approval back uh, from that particular state. But it's nationwide right now. So for people watching at home, because I can feel this question, somebody out there is watching this right now and saying, maybe I should apply for a franchise. Basically, you know, is this a very cost prohibitive? Some franchises are a million dollars. Is this cost prohibitive? And how much space you know, does somebody need if they're, if they're interested in this right yeah. now? You know, we've got a very reasonable kind of upfront uh, model uh, in terms of our pricing. So uh, it, it's not going to cost people a lot of money to get in. Uh, they definitely need to have a certain amount of capital available. This is really mainly working capital. 
capital to purchase their initial product uh, inventory that goes into the store. And then to the extent that their facility needs uh, tenants improvements or TIs to get ready uh, to operate, so they have to account for that as well. Uh, and then uh, we have a royalty structure, just like most franchises, and our technology package to support it. Um, I think from a square footage standpoint, you know, we sort of recommend maybe on the small side is probably about 800 square feet in a smaller market, perhaps. And then we could see up to a couple thousand square feet, depending on how many consultation rooms uh, a particular franchisee wants, how big of a reception area, and how big of a product area do they want to dedicate? Because again, we view this, you know, not just as a medical uh, consultation practice, but I really view this as a retail CBD store that, you know, the local neighborhood that they serve uh, becomes aware that they can buy high quality CBD based products and wellness products from that franchisee. So ballpark, if I, if I may ask, if you want to start, if you want to run a thousand square foot, uh, thousand square foot operation, what kind of franchise fee is someone looking at ballpark, if you have that or if you can give that? Yeah, so, you know, again, it's, it's in our franchise disclosure document. They would have to certainly come and, uh, you know, uh, get that after uh, doing the application. But generally, uh -huh. speaking, generally speaking, it's, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of $50,000 as a fran upfront franchise fee. You know, you, you generally are going to need to have anywhere from, you know, sort of 100000 to, you know, a, a couple hundred thousand dollars of available working capital to make sure you get through um, build out of your location, uh, marketing and advertising and so on and so forth. But again, the franchise disclosure document has infinite detail on what that looks like. You simply have to contact us. Uh, we would send you an application. Uh, uh, if the application, you know, sort of is approved, we would then distribute that uh, FDD to you and the process just begins from there. All right. Well, that's all for everyone watching at home. Look, you're not just discovering a great potential investment. You're also discovering a great potential business. So, you know, do your due diligence when we're done. Steve, I want to switch the last gear over to you. All right. Uh, you've talked a lot about, you came on in January 2019. And there's a reason you came on. Previous management, for lack of a better term, wasn't executing very well. Um, why should investors put their confidence in you? And the one thing I like is you've talked about systems. Uh, why should they put their confidence in you? And what kind of expertise do you bring that isn't just, just enthusiasm and optimism, but that, that, those hardcore practices that ensure success? Yeah, you know, I, I think it I think it really goes back to kind of my, my my many years at GE Capital and you know in the Jack Welsh era and, and into the Jeff Immelt era. You know, I'm Six Sigma certified and and that sort of process improvement mentality, you know, really just permeates kind of how I operate generally day to day. And I try to uh, impart that type of operating standard and I guess a focus on execution. You know, the, the one thing that has to happen. There's so much velocity in this segment, this industry right now. So one, you just have to have energy and you have to work hard and know that there really aren't any breaks coming up in the foreseeable future. We have a lot at stake. Uh, we represent a board of directors and we represent shareholders. So we have a responsibility um, kind of morally. We have a fiduciary responsibility on behalf of shareholders to deliver results. Um, results come from hard work, um, real intelligent thoughtfulness about what we're doing, uh, but we have to execute 
each and every day. It's hard to be a public company. It doesn't matter whether you're a small cap uh, or you know a Fortune 500. Um, we have standards that we have to operate to each and every day, each and every quarter, you know, every year. It's rigorous, as you know. So I think from our standpoint, we're bringing execution because execution, I believe, was a, a real missing component uh, from history. But we're getting through the things that needed to be improved. Um, we're, we're much more efficient than we used to be. I mean, we got our, you know, our second quarter financials out a full two weeks early, you know, yeah. coming year end and coming off a, a pretty tough audit. But I think it's a reflection of the financial and accounting controls and systems that had to be put in place. The accounting team um, have done a great job from the top level at the public company side, all the way down to the, the people on the ground in the clinics dealing with our books and our accounting and, and, and reports each and every day. They're rolling up so much so that we're getting these quarters rolled out two weeks early, you know, going forward. That's what we expect. Yeah, that blew me away because look, I've dealt with hundreds of companies in the small cap space over my career. And typically, the typical small cap company is racing on the, you know, you try and talk to a CEO two days before the, the, uh, the quarters do, and they're scrambling and they're not taking anyone's calls and they're losing sleep. And bam, you know, I was expecting your, your results come out the end of August, and then they are in the middle of August. So that speaks volumes for everyone watching at home. Six Sigma certified. This is the first Six Sigma certified CEO we've ever had, and the first one I've ever heard of, period, in the Canadian small cap scene. So, Steve, I got to tell you, that brings a great deal of confidence uh, to, to, to people that are watching this. And, uh, and the being able to put your results out two weeks early just points to that that your systems are all systems go. Last question, big vision. You know, what you know, you've now had, you've, you've now had about eight months of, you know, taking over the company, cleaning things up, efficiencies, fixing everything that was broken. It seems like it's almost there where it's your baby now. Tell us what the next 18 months looks like into the end of 2020. Yeah, I think the big next phase for us is really um, our, our, commitment to vertical integration uh, going downstream into extraction. Uh, for me, uh, that's the next big phase of our development. You know, we, we've uh, taken control of our first extraction facility uh, just outside Portland, Oregon. Uh, we just got um, awarded our uh, department, uh, Oregon Department of Agriculture Hemp Handlers License. Uh, we've got an application in for our food permit license as well. And the hemp handlers license is a big milestone for us. That gives us permission to operate and actually begin our hemp-derived extraction uh, build-out. So that's the next phase. Extraction uh, is critically important for us because it feeds our product strategy, um, is terrific for revenue, is terrific for margin. But most important, I, I think, it, it really allows us to connect the efficacy and the potential efficacy of treatment options at our clinics with our 100, now 165,000 patients all the way downstream to the research and the science behind extraction and how that feeds into formulations going forward. I think that topic of true efficacy uh, in, uh, for our patients in this you know, CBD hemp derived world will be such an interesting topic and sort of game changing topic for the future. So extraction is next for us. Uh, it's a big deal. Um, we're really going to uh, focus on it 
Uh, I think it's going to be a, a real game changer for us in 2020 and beyond as we stabilize those revenues. And it, it's, a, it's a, you know, on the public company side, uh, it's another area for us to execute on and deliver, you know, big time financial results for the future. Steve, I'm going to tell you that this is one of the best first interviews we've ever had. Uh, Thank you. Unbelievable. You've got, you've got the operation, you've got the existing operation as it is. You've got the systems in place for growth. You've got the products for growth. And, and now you've got a vertical integration strategy where a lot of people throw around, yeah, we want to be vertically integrated. It really means nothing. But you're already proving that if you're saying it, that's something you're probably going to achieve. So I'm looking, back, I'm looking forward to having you back on here a few more times for the end of the year. Holding your feet to the fire, but I think more importantly, I think what's going to happen is we're just going to be in more awe of what you were able to accomplish and, uh, and looking forward to seeing what you're going to do for everybody in the next six months and beyond. Great. Thank you, George. Thank you for the time. Much appreciated. You've been watching Steve McCauley. He's CEO over at Empower Clinics. The company trades on the CSE, under the stock symbol CBD, T, for our friends in the U.S. on the OTCQB, as of August the 20th, actually, another great accomplishment by the company getting lists on the OTCQB, that symbol, EPWCF, and for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under 8EC. You've heard what Steve had to say. Now the rest is up to you to start your due diligence. Get to Agorcom, punch in the company's name or stock symbol. Take a look at the profile of information we've given you. Watch this interview again, and then get into the forum. It's a CEO verified forum where you can post your question, and Steve and or his team will answer that for you. And for me, that kind of access is just another level of confidence when, it, when a company provides that kind of access. Thanks for joining us. Hope you've discovered your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.